Hello and welcome to Crime Classics from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Good evening. This is Crime Classics. I am Thomas Highland with another true story of crime. Listen. A Bengal tiger names Prince Rajput. Weight, 462 pounds. Nine feet, seven inches long. A well-behaved tiger doesn't quite understand what he's doing in New Hampshire, but he's eating better than in the jungle. And the job he's got with the circus isn't very taxing. Sit on a pedestal and snarl on cue. Ten minutes, three times a day. Simple life. Except one day, in 1842, he got mixed up in Fourth of July and changed a man's life for him. Tonight, my report to you on New Hampshire, the Tiger and Brad Ferguson. What happened then? Crime Classics. A series of true crime stories taken from the records and newspapers of every land, from every time. Your host each week, Mr. Thomas Highland, connoisseur of crime, student of violence, and teller of murders. Now, once again, Mr. Thomas Highland. Summer lay gently against New Hampshire in 1842, and the purple lilacs stippled the fertile meadows. Down from the White Mountains, the rivers ran swift and cool into glacier lakes, and the pine and maples grew tall. The slow and droning season of honeybee and saw bite into lumber and syrup dripping into pails, and time drifting into rosy twilight, and end to work, and evenings. And where the seven o'clock time touched the edge of Dover, was a white frame house. In it, Bradbury Ferguson and his wife Mary, and they were performing a ritual of affection. And when we're done with the dishes, Mary, we'll walk into the evening away. I'd like to. Mary. Yes? It's a sweet life you've given me. No more sweet than mine. There is another thing we should speak of. The child? The summer next, Mary. Well, then we can afford it. It'll be the happiest summer of all, then, sweet husband. Well, then you won't say a word against this, Mary. A small drink. Whiskey, Brad, now. But... A toast to our child, a toast to next summer. Drink you, Mary. No, I want none of it. Nor should you, husband, for an occasion so flimsy. But I'll drink to our child. Don't look so distressed, Mary. It was but a small drink. To add another warmth to the already warmth we have. I don't like to see it. Your father... My father. My father, indeed. He was a drunkard, Mary. Would you say I was a drunkard? Have you seen me drunk? Ever? Except when we wed that day. The Christmas last, Brad. And the New Year day that followed. Holidays. Occasion needed the drinking to it. All right, Brad. All right. No mention my father to me as if I compare it to him. All right. For he said that Satan was a woman, Mary. Drunk, he said it in a few days he was sober. Satan was a woman, he would say. And you're a woman, Mary. You're an angel. So my father was muddled, my father was a drunkard. 
Put back the bottle, Brad. I've already poured a drink for you, Mary. Drink you. No. No? I'll not waste it. Come, let's walk, dear Mary. Walk the evening for a while. And the night was full of sounds and silences and love. And they said I shouldn't marry you. They said you would make me unhappy. Oh, was there ever such happiness for a girl as you've shown me? No less the happiness you have given me. A month full of June evening like this, and July came. And so did Lane's European Circus and Carnival Incorporated. Two elephants, a cage of monkeys... A Bengal tiger, a manually operated carousel, and devices calculated to supply merriment. There was a picnic on the 4th of July. Have another drink, Brad. I will indeed, and thank you for it. Oh, now, Mary. 4th of July, Mary. Day of Independence. Holiday. Give me a bottle, Carl. This is the little one, Mary. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Mary? Brad? Yes. Let's go home. Oh, it's young, Mary. The night's young. A ride on the carousel's what we need. Mostly you, Mary, and being... Brad, please don't drink anymore. Tell you something, Carl. I'll tell you what she's afraid of. Last New Year's Day, I got a little tipsy and I hit her. Now you know. It was an accident, Brad. Now, please... Wasn't any accident, dear. Dear Mary. Ah, dear Mary, darling, I hit you. Something come over me and I hit you. She was unconscious for an hour, Carl. Please take me home. Then I'm going home by myself. Then I'm going home by myself. Then I'm going home by myself. <laughs> go, go! Very well. Mary? Dear Mary. Dear Mary, darling. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you for that bottle, brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in the carnival, he wandered away from his brother-in-law with the bottle and drank some more. Drank until whatever truths he had never known became crystal clear. And only the shapes and the sounds outside of himself began to distort. And voices had a peculiar quality. <laughs> oh, where did you come from? My name is Nona. <laughs> I've been with you for the last hour. That's good. That's very good. My name is Nona. Buy me that. Oh, yes. Buy me that. Oh, yes. And that, and that, and that. And that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fond of you. Oh, you're a dear. Now watch. <laughs> <laughs> and now. Is there any more? What? Why money, why money, why money? Yes. Let me see. Buy me that. more money? Yes. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 
gone. Dollar? Dollar? Dollar, where did you go? I'll find you. Tiger. Bengal tiger. Name Prince Rajput. Do not disturb. Tiger. I'm not afraid of you, tiger. Prince tiger. Show you. Not afraid of you! Some brave. What? That tiger could have killed you. No? He ripped your coat, and if they hadn't come and pulled you away... No, no. If they hadn't come and pulled you away, that tiger would have ripped you to shreds. What is here? What? Where am I? Where I live. <laughs> Drink. Yes. You're very brave. Yes, I am. That's why I brought you here. It's a wonderful Fourth of July. <laughs> What's your name, sweet? Brad. I'm Nona. <laughs> My wife's name is Mary. I'm Nona. Drink. Do you remember? What? Who I am. Oh, I know. I knew all along. I know now. Satan. What? Woman. You, Satan. Crazy drunk. My father always said it, and now I know it's the truth. Satan is a woman. You. <coughs> you. No! You. Here. Hey, you let her alone. Now you stop it. I heard you scream, girl, from my room. What about him? Well, I hit him. He's unconscious. Hey, what do you want me to do with him? Drunk. Crazy drunk. Get him out. Well, he tried to kill you. Get him out. Get him out. It was only 10 o'clock at night when Brad Ferguson got thrown out of Nona's room at 10 o'clock on the 4th of July. And he wasn't through celebrating yet. This is Myron J. Bennett with a little-known item of American military history. One of the most famous military messages ever dispatched was never put into writing, and to this day nobody knows what it really said. When the Cuban situation turned hot between the United States and Spain in 1898, the government wanted military information on the Spanish from General Garcia, commander of the Cuban insurgents. But Garcia, 
was up in the mountains, where neither telegraph nor mail could reach him. So Army Lieutenant Andrew Summers Rowan was chosen to make a secret mission to the Cuban general with orders from President McKinley. Rowan completed his cloak and dagger jaunt through pathless mountains and fever-bogged jungles to bring back the information requested. He was promoted to captain, and the whole thing might have been forgotten if Albert Hubbard, a businessman author, hadn't heard about it and written an imaginative account under the title A Message to Garcia. It made Hubbard a fortune with over half a billion reprints and got Rowan the Distinguished Service Cross 24 years later. Asked long after the event what his message to Garcia was, the now-retired Lieutenant Colonel flipped back an invitation from President McKinley to an old-fashioned New England boiled dinner at the White House. Now once again, Thomas Highland and the second act of Crime Classics and his report to you on New Hampshire, the Tiger and Brad Ferguson. What happened then? New Hampshire was the first of the original 13 states to establish a government independent of Great Britain. And there were people in the town of Dover who could still remember that day in 1775 when the Crown's representative, John Wentworth, was tossed into Lake Winnipesaukee. And fellows from New Hampshire fought in every battle of the Revolutionary War. Brad Ferguson's grandfather marched with Major Cullen's Irregulars and on furlough, fell in a gutter in Boston from poisoned rum. Brad Ferguson's father, on the other hand, lived to be 30. And Brad Ferguson himself, well, he was a few months older than 22 on the 4th of July, 1842 at 10 p.m. <laughs> Friends, Americans, countrymen, good evening to you all. <laughs> Bar? Barkeep. What do you want? What do you have? Good evening to you, sir. What do you want? What do you have? Rum. Rum? Yum, dum, dum. <laughs> How'd you get so messed up? That dance with the devil. Who? Satan. And what happened? Nearly killed her. You're very drunk, aren't Nearly you? Nearly killed her, but she whirled me and spun me about and threw me into the street. I need rum to heal me. Mister. What? Mister, show me your money. Oh, of course. Of course you can, sir. Well? She took it. All of it. Who? Satan. Who is the woman, sir? Out. Friends, Americans, countrymen, listen to me. Listen to me! I fought a tiger! And for a drink of rum, I'll tell you about it. A little drink, drink of rum, friends? Uh, thank you. Bucky, might of rum? Thank you. Sorry. 
I fought a tiger to a fairly well. A tiger, he paced. He paced. Then I went up to him. And I dared him. Yeah! And the tiger screamed. Ah! Throw him out. <laughs> Mrs. Ferguson. What has been said all about? Mrs. Ferguson, I have made up my mind. Down the road, Mrs. Roberts stopped in a while ago. She told me of a tiger and you. My mind about a thing. About you and a woman. About a thing which concerns you. And how you went away with a woman. My father said it, and I did not believe him at first. He talked of Satan. You should not have come back here. He talked of Satan, and he said Satan is a woman. I don't want you here. Satan, son, he said, is a woman. <laughs> Woman! Woman! Ferguson fell down in a heap in a field outside of Dovertown. It was July 5th. And past him, and not noticing him, Lane's European Circus and Carnival Incorporated. On its way to Vermont, its animals asleep, which included a tiger. False dawn and the death of laughter. And later, morning, and the drone of Dovertown in the summer. Sawmill and shop and morning voices of neighbors. She wasn't to market this morning. Of Mrs. Ferguson. And Friday's the best day for marketing and she knows it well. I wonder why she wasn't to market this morning. Let's see why. And not home. Could she have gone to her parents now? For the shame that was brought on her by her husband. Questions on the summer air. And more questions. For the shame brought on her by her husband, Carl. 
What shame? I'm told you her brother was at the start of it. What are you talking about? Yesterday at the circus, you gave him what to drink. You, his brother-in-law. And what concern she is She was it? not at marketing this morning. And did she return to her parents' house, I'm asking? No. Then where is she? Mrs. Busybody. Say that if you want. But I'm a neighborly woman. Neighbor to another who has a drunkard for a husband. Husband whose father and father's father were drunkards. And her not home and... Not home. Not home. Not home. I told you not home, else she'd answer. Is the reason I came to you, her brother, to come here and see if... <gasps> Policeman Slagle, and he killed her. And why do you say that? He was drunk. And how do you know that? Uh, I gave him whiskey. But why do you name him Killer? Well, he's a mean man and an ornery one when he's drunk. Yet you gave him whiskey. Holiday. Hmm. Where is he? I do not know. But you were with him? He left. There was a woman. I saw her with him. What woman? Nona. You know Nona? Yes. You know where she lives? Yes. And we were having a good time at the circus, and he bought me this, and this, and this, and then suddenly he had no more money. I thought to leave him then. Did you? For a while. But then I heard something scream or someone, and everyone was running. And there he was, taunting the tiger. And the tiger slashed him with his claws. But Mr. Ferguson stood up to him and was very brave. And I brought him home with me. Of course. Tell me what happened here. Look at my throat. Mm. Bruised. He tried to strangle me. He said I was Satan. He said I was the devil. And he grabbed me and put his hands about my throat and he tried to kill me. And I hit him and knocked him unconscious and threw him into the gutter. Then he came in here. It was after 10 o'clock. Tell me what happened. He came in and, as pretty as you please, said good evening to everybody. Then, pretty as you please, he said to me as he wanted rum. And seeing how he looked... How was that? Uh, torn coat and dirty. He was as dirty as anyone could be. Mm. And seeing how he looked, I said, where's your money? And he didn't have none. Mm. Then did he tell us all that he had fighted with a tiger. Stood up to a tiger, he said, and someone bought him a drink, and he started to roar, and I throwed him out. Pretty as you please. <laughs> Oh, 
About two in the afternoon, and outside of town in a field, a man stirred. And awakened. Opened his eyes to a copper sun and shut them quickly. Slowly opened them again. Slowly, so that the bright colors of New Hampshire afternoon would unblur, would define themselves, become tree and grass and purple lilac. And got up, walked across the field to the brook. And the water was sweet, and the water was cold. Then Brad Ferguson walked down into Dovertown. Good morning, missus. <gasps> Why? What's the matter? Why, Mr. Ferguson. Can I walk with you, Mr. Ferguson? Of course. There's someone looking for you, Mr. Ferguson. Who? Mr. Slagle. Mr. Slagle, the policeman, Mr. Ferguson. Why? For what you did last night. Where are you going, Mr. Ferguson? See Mr. Slagle. Find out what Mr. You don't remember what you did last night? I was drunk. You know what you did? I was drunk. Mr. Slagle will tell you what you did. About a tiger. And what else? Mr. Slagle will tell you. Right in here, Mr. Slagle will tell you. Mr. Slagle, I... You're under arrest. Why? Because of your wife. My wife? Yes. What of my wife? What of marriage? You make a complaint that I... She's in the... In the back. Do you want to see her? In there? Do you want to see her? Yes. strangled her. You killed her. But I love you, Mary. Murderer. Ferguson was tried and found guilty and sent to prison for the rest of his life. He was happy in jail. The friends who visited noticed a kind of serenity about him. Forever he heard his wife's voice, and most of the time she was singing. Ferguson, tonight's crime classic, was adapted from the original court reports and newspaper accounts by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. The music was composed and conducted by Bernard Herman, and the program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. Thomas Highland is portrayed on radio by Lou Merrill. In tonight's story, Lamont Johnson was heard as Brad. Featured in the cast were Mary Jane Croft, Jean Bates, Paula Winslow, Jack Crucian, 
Polly Bear and John Daner. Bob Lamont speaking. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.